0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 Post Game Show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, we don't have a Pirates victory to talk about today, though. They do go into extra innings once again, but this time they lose.
1: Yeah, I thought we were going to have another win. You know, Pirates take the lead in the top of the 10th inning with some, uh, you know, some fortunate fielding by the Cardinals, but... Yeah. Uh, Will Crow comes in he just couldn't hold the door in the bottom half. So unfortunately it is a series split, but I think going into this series, if you would have said, Hey guy, Hey Jim, Pirates are going to take two out of four. I would take that on the road against the Cardinals pretty much every time,
0: every uh, single still, season, still in disappointing though, 14 yeah. or 15. I would take this right now.
1: Still disappointing though. Cause they had to lead there in the 10th, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'll, we'll we'll take a split ten out of ten times in St. Louis. But uh, yeah, they they kind of let this one slip away.
0: Yeah, like you said, this one just seems like a little little unfortunate. But at the end of the day, like you said, two from two in St. Louis, especially I feel like all series long we've been talking about like how unlucky the Pirates have been getting. Honestly, it seems like almost every game. I mean, it's baseball, and I'm not making excuses, but. The Pirates are hitting hard. Like Again, today, another example, they weren't striking out a ton. Uh, they had just six strikeouts today on four walks. I mean, they're hitting the ball, just not making a whole lot happen once again. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon just finding Nolan Arenado every time it goes to the plate. <laughs> they said, not getting any birthday presents from Andrew McCutcheon today, that's for sure. Yeah, Nolan Arenado
1: birthday today, and yeah, he came up big with. uh, I mean, not only did he have two hits, but two really, really good plays defensively. Um, I didn't see the first one on McCutcheon, but I was listening to it in the car, and uh, Greg Brown really was was really enthused about the first play, so I can only imagine it was really
0: good. Well, if Greg Brown was enthused, then absolutely. Yeah. But it was, it was again, all, all, I feel like all series long. Andrew McCutcheon, Noel Neronado, or if not, right to the shortstop. Uh, all hard hits. But regardless, again, two out of two from the Cardinals. It's not a terrible series. It wasn't a terrible game either. They had the opportunity uh, in the 10th. Score was four to three. Will Crow does come up, couldn't put it together. Do you just want to start with Will Crow? Do you want to work backwards, Jim? Or no, let's not to, work backwards. I feel like
1: I feel like Mitch Keller is it deserves more talk than Will Crow. So let's let's start
0: with Keller. Let's do that then. Yeah, I. It was a good start. I feel like for Mitch Keller, it wasn't great. This wasn't one of those starts where he showed exactly why you're enthused and excited for him this year. He did throw a lot of pitches. I should say mixed a lot of pitches. Um, but this this is one of those starts where you're talking of where he held it together again like the old Mitch Keller wasn't coming out of this with just three earned runs that's that's why this start is it's kind of exciting he was making contact he wasn't striking out guys wasn't a lot of hard hits but it wasn't like a lot of soft contact either but again he held through it he pitched he pitched and he pitched and the bucks were in the game they were actually winning 3 to 1 at one point
1: yeah i think one of the you know i think the biggest difference really between good major league starting pitchers and average ones is that when good starting pitchers aren't putting in their best performance, they're still giving their team a a chance to win every single, every single game. Right. And I think that's kind of where we're like, I, like today that kind of reminded me of that with Keller. Like I think Mitch Keller has kind of reached that he's a good major league starter. And even when Keller's not on, and even when his stuff isn't at his best, even when he's not striking a bunch of people out, he's still giving the Pirates chances to win. So, yeah, not the best Mitch Keller performance, but it still amazes me, like you mentioned, kind of where he's at now as opposed to where he was this time last year even. Um, He's a completely different pitcher. Like He didn't have his stuff today. Uh, He got into trouble. Last year, this time, you know, he would have fallen apart and maybe put in, you know, two and a third innings of work and given up six runs. Today, that didn't happen. Uh, So I said, I think we're to that point where, yeah, Keller's Keller has reached that good starting pitcher status. And when he's not on. It's not a loss, like it's not an automatic loss when Keller's not on. It's he's
0: giving this chance, giving this team a chance to win no matter what. Right. And that's exactly it. That's what I said. Like today wasn't one of those games. We were saying, "Oh wow, look, look at Mitch Keller. He's blowing guys away. This is why you're excited about him." But this is still why you are excited about him. The 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 floor, essentially. Like mm-hmm. you said, he wasn't on. He had 45 swings today, only eight whiffs. Uh, I mean, that sweeper wasn't looking too pretty early on. Seemed like he started. He stopped throwing it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, he was just inducing contact, letting the defense get him. Like like again like. I feel like what we're talking about here a lot too is like Mitch Keller has found so many ways to make outs, you know, and again, like him yep. in the sweeper this year and he's legit throwing six pitches like every game five predominantly and throwing in like a, a change up here and there. But, um, you know, like, like what we're seeing is he's last year was a lot of contact this year. He's striking guys out today. The strikeouts weren't there, but still this team was in the game. And as a matter of fact, again, like they were winning the game. So, If you're feeling like, you know, oh, this is Mitch Keller all over again, this isn't Mitch Keller all over again. This is like how Cincinnati was today when they were nine nothing against the Phillies. Like that was the 2002, 2021 Pirates. I don't think we're going to feel that too often, too many times. It's because these guys are, their floors are much higher right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put it. Like this is, this is kind of the worst that you would come to expect out of Mitch Keller. And when the worst that you can come to expect out of Mitch Keller is keeping the team in the game through six innings, like a quality start, (laughs) yeah. Like if if that's where we're at, then Mitch Keller is a good. Like he's a good pitcher. Like he's a good. He's a straight up. He's a good pitcher.
0: Yep. So I guess overall line for Mitch Keller, just to put it out there, though he did have six innings pitched, seven hits, three earned runs, as mentioned, two walks, three strikeouts, and that home run. Yeah, and then uh, I mean Dwayne Underwood
1: comes in in that seventh inning role. I know you and Tyler have talked about that. Yeah, I think on yesterday's post game. So, you know, comes in clean inning, seventh inning, one, two, three, right? So, uh, good job by by Underwood. You know, I think I'm kind of to that point where like I just kind of throwing my two cents here on Dwayne Underwood Jr. Like I sure. don't think he's good. I don't think he's bad. I think he's a guy. He's probably not even really good enough to be like a consistent seventh inning guy, like on a good team. But, you know, he's he's that middle reliever where if your starter can only go five and you need somebody to get you to the back end of the bullpen, then like that's that's who Dwayne Underwood Jr. is. I think the Pirates bullpen probably isn't as uh, lengthy as, you know, the best teams in the majors. So Dwayne Underwood kind of gets pushed into a position where he maybe isn't best suited for. But, hey, a really good outing today another another inning where they put up that zero they they got it closer to their their main guys right which are holderman and bednar who both did the job holderman you know got into some trouble there but yes, he he still put, up, still put up the zero um you know that's ultimately what you're just trying to do is you're trying to bridge the game from starting pitcher to holderman keller I and mean, holderman bednar at this point and uh Dwayne Underwood Jr. was able to do that today. So a uh, successful job for, for Underwood.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then to Holderman, right? He gave up the hits to Goldschmidt. Or no, was it a hit? It was a walk. It was a walk to Goldschmidt, then a hit to Arenado, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Um, so he walked Air, or walked Goldschmidt, gave up a hit to Arenado, and he felt, you know, we've been talking while well, I was. I was talking about Holderman. single, Arenado double. It was? Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's what happened. <laughs> so back-to-back hits. Uh, and again, as I was alluding to here, we're talking about Holderman, how he's had a good season so far. Um, then it starts looking shaky. Two on, no outs, all by hits. And he pulls through, pulls it together. I-, I don't know what was going on with Wilson Contreras today, but he was not seeing Holderman sweeper at all because honestly, that was never in the zone. <laughs> and it ended up being about two feet outside of the zone. And he swung on it three times, so it gets the out there.
1: That was big too, because like he needed he needed that out so bad, and and luckily Contreras was there to kind of just hand it to him.
0: Sure, like I look at that less of hey, great job, Horderman, and more of I don't know if you're doing Wilson Contreras, but thank you, thank you for that yeah. gift. But uh, but then yeah, ends up striking out the next guy, then gets out of it. So I mean, it's a beginning for him. Got into a big jam, big time jam right there, and got out of it. Yeah, and I mean it's just that that's just
1: a testament, I think, to his stuff. Like the the stuff is good, and so when your stuff is good like that, and you put yourself in a position like he did, where he needed to get some pretty big outs, he was able to do it.
0: Yes, sir. So the game still remains tied. Game remains and... tied. Bednar's
1: Bednar is Bednar. I mean, I feel I think bad guys... that we
0: don't talk about him too much. Well, yeah, I mean
1: that's the thing. Like it's he's just, just so... at this point, he's he's very good, and you know I think we talked about it the last time you and I were on. He's 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 peak Bednar right now. Like he, this is as good as he gets. Just doing an excellent job this season, and uh, yeah, gets this game into extra innings. So it's same, he did the same thing today that he did yesterday. Yep.
0: So that's it. Ben artists did his job. <laughs> and yep. uh, as we mentioned that crow does come in. Uh, well, with that said, we should say the pirates, you know, it was extra innings, the pirates to go ahead and take the lead. So there was a, a will there that you, you felt maybe the pirates could sneak this out. Uh, I'll just say this, Ben, I don't know if he's in the chat right now, but he did tweet at us. Uh asked, you know, how do we feel about crow in this spot? I said, first off, so I'll tell you the post game show. Cause, that's kind of where I was at. I, I don't really know, but I said, okay. Cause yeah. it's like, I mean, I do like Will Crow. I think he's a good reliever, but it's just like, honestly, with the new roles that guy on second to start off, I don't feel good really anytime. Like, I'm never going to say I feel good unless it's like maybe Bednar because again, there's a guy in second, as we saw with the pirates, one sack fly, move him to third, you drive on the run. It's so easy to score one run. That's why like, I don't feel safe with just a one run lead in extra innings. Correct. But, uh, yeah, Will Crow just didn't really have it today. Gave up the the run. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I think Will Crow, I don't I I don't know if it's just cuz we see him a lot or what. I think people need to pump the brakes a little bit on like the Will Crow hate. <laughs> like yeah. Will Crow doesn't Will Crow does not suck. Like, he's not a bad reliever. No. Um he's he, he's average I, I don't think he's I don't think he's great I don't think he's terrible uh, I think he's you know as far as this team goes he's probably now the best option against left-handed hitters you know you look at his splits throughout his career and mm-hmm. he's very very effective against lefties especially with his changeup um, so he he serves a purpose on this team he can play multiple roles I think you know his best his best role on this team is, you know, pitching two innings, maybe when the starter gets knocked out on the fourth and he's there to clean it up and he gets you to the sixth, right? Maybe that's his best role. But, you know, they they kind of didn't have many other options to go with today. I, I, I wouldn't have felt comfortable going Hernandez in the 10th. I wouldn't have felt comfortable. I mean, Moretta, I think, had pitched the last two games. Uh, so there was just what a lot of... In? Yeah, there just weren't a lot of other options. So, like, Crow's got to be your guy. Um, Unfortunately... Like you said, he starts with that runner on second base. Just didn't didn't have it today, right? Yep. And uh, it, it is what it is. It's one it's one game. I, I, again, I don't like. I, I'm not really here to slander Will Crow. I don't think he's terrible. Just not a great not a great outing from him in a spot where you needed him to be great.
0: Sure. And like, let's be fair. It's not as if this bullpen was like a super strength. You know, we felt like this is probably one of the biggest weaknesses on the team right now. Uh, And then for those, like, maybe even questioning, like, why go to Crow, but not keep Bednar or whomever it might be, good teams don't have to rely on one person. Good teams just rely on the bullpen. You know, I mean, think about the old Pirates days. It didn't really matter who you put in there. Sure, you had the closer, but you threw a guy out there, you had confidence in him, they got the job done. That's just what it is. I mean, if it's just Bednar and Horderman that you're confident in, you can't keep putting those guys out there in all these situations because you're they're, they're not going to have an arm by the end of the year. You have to go out to these guys. You have to rely on them. And that's what happens when you're not a good team. So, like, it is what it is. But, again, that's why you're looking at two out of two in St. Louis. Still, It's still a good series. I'm not going to go out there, bend arm back-to-back games, uh, pitching already to have him pitch two innings to try to secure this win so that way his arm's blown out and – you know <laughs> in june or he's you know the velocity's down i mean think about what we're talking about after the dodgers series last year right you saw a little different bednar so anyways you have to rely on guys so you put will crow in the spot he's got to do his job he didn't really do it today but it's what it is um so yeah yeah i, I don't want to add a ton to will crow
1: he, he's this was fourth game of the year uh, he's gone multiple innings in each of his other previous appearances and he hasn't really looked terrible in him. <laughs> his overall numbers for the season aren't bad. So it's just, you know, it is what it is. It's one game. Yeah. You would have loved to have left St. Louis taking three out of four and they were in a position to do so extra innings are tough. Like you almost expect to give up one run, you know, most times. And, uh, and yeah, today, like I said, just Nolan Gorman also was hitting the ball all over the place, I feel like, this game, so uh, that double was nice of it to stay in play, but yeah, gave the Pirates mean, more hope. Yeah, I don't, I mean, no one, I feel like no one could get Nolan Gorman out all game. Holderman did in the eighth. They got a big strikeout Oh right. Nolan Gorman, yeah. but otherwise, Gorman was, what, he had two doubles? Yeah, so two, like, hard hit doubles that
0: and that's yeah, the thing. That, yeah. that leaving the park stopped his. I mean, that would have been a triple.
1: Obviously. Well, it would, I mean, have, it would have been
0: have landed because the game would have been over, but yeah, that was a triple. It was
1: it was a two way. run double. It was a two run double at least, which would have ended the game. So it did extend sure. it. He got the big strikeout for out number two. And then as I said walk off by who was it? Tommy Edman yep. grounder up the middle. Just hit
0: it where there weren't any players. It's just unfortunate. Yep. But that's what it is. But honestly, you know what? As wireless grapes says here, <laughs> go ahead, Jim. I, I clicked at the same time you did, apparently. I know. Tyler and I do that all the time. I feel he does say I like this frustration better than last year's frustration and losses. And that's just what it is. You know, I mean, honestly, let's put things in perspective. We're talking about a five to four loss here in St. Louis that makes the pirates nine and seven and, and ties the series with the Cardinals going back to the Philadelphia Reds game like this could have easily been well the Pirates were down 9 nothing in the first and Miguel Taposo had to come in and you know like it's this is i mean at least with the losses we've talked a lot of positives in them there's a lot of things to see and again like all series long you can talk about the two losses even though they lost there was some good pitching you saw the the Pirates were hitting they weren't striking out you know a lot of unfortunate events it seemed like you know here and there so there's there's a lot of positive takeaway from this team right now I mean, granted, they're nine and seven. Is going to k- pace the whole way? Probably not. I think we kind of know what this team is. But regardless, it's a competent team, and that's what we came in this year, stating and you know thankful for. So yeah, like these losses are much easier to swallow right now and talk about than these past two three years. Um, I don't know
1: if like easier to swallow is the right phrase, but I know what you mean in that like we're talking about losses where at least like the games were entertaining and like there was a chance to win um, as opposed to, we're talking about losses where like the team put out a lineup where they were like, they tried losing from the get-go. Like, I guess if we're, if we're talking there, it's still, I find it actually more frustrating to lose games that you were in as opposed to games that you shouldn't have been in in the first place, but is what it is.
0: I mean, okay. uh, That perspective makes sense. Yeah. Let me talk about an internal perspective between you and I and Tyler and whatever. You're right. It's better to have this post game and know you and I are doing it this whole time opposed to the second inning coming. And now I'm like, you know what? Let me think of what excuse I can give them and lie about of why I can't do a post game. Cause I don't want to rush the rest of this game. You were here the whole time. All 10 innings. You're watching it. It was entertaining. There was a chance to win opposed to at two 23. You're saying, yep. I, you know what junk? I got to, I think we got to go to the grocery store or something here.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. There's a lot of ch- there's a lot of times where in previous seasons where you're just you know you it's the second inning and you're asking yourself, do I really want to devote two and a half more hours of my life into watching this game that right. is not going to be enjoyable? We have not sure. seen that really yet this season.
0: Nope. So there's that. So let's get on to the offensive side here. Uh, so as far as I guess. Oh, it's more of a – Yeah. <laughs> the seniors I was just flashing out up there. As far as, like, uh, offensively, ones that stood out – I mean, hey, Jack Sawinski had two hits today. Two pretty well-hit hits today also. Uh, so, kudos to that. I'm not sure if there's, like, a Jack Sawinski breakout coming. But things to keep an eye on. Like we talked about, like, last week, he, he had the ball twice to the warning track. Today he actually has two hits. So, you know, decent game from him today. Um, Brian Hayes led off with a triple. Triple? I, it's on yeah. the in the box scores a triple. That's all that matters. <laughs> Just like Rodolfo Cascio's walks are all walks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess no one really shined offensively today. Um, I guess we can say Austin Hedges picks up his first ever Pittsburgh Pirates RBI. You know, so I mean, he comes through in a big, in a big, uh, clutch spot. He actually went, he actually came to the plate today with runners and scoring positions and on three separate occasions. And so at least he came through in one of those. So that's more than what you would expect
0: from Austin Hedges. Does it speak volumes that the St. Louis Cardinals, with a newcomer just caught up, right? Marcano up the bat, and they're like, you know what? Let's pitch around this guy. The one that slap bunted (laughs) in his third time at the plate, they pitched around him to get to the veteran of Hedges. I think that speaks volumes about Hedges' bat. But like you said, well I mean came through yeah, today. <laughs> yeah, came through today, one out of
1: three. As I said, can't can't really ask for much more from out of Austin hedges. You would have liked to have seen more, but um yeah, one out of three. I mean, you're gonna take that. But yeah, I mean, as far as a logic standpoint, you're facing two Capita Marcano or the worst hitter in baseball over the last like six seasons. You're gonna you're gonna try your chances with the worst hitter in baseball over the last yeah. six seasons.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Marcano had the benefit of that. He had two walks today. Very yep. non-competitive at bats. It was nine pitches. One was a strike. The other eight were all balls. Take your base. <laughs> we want hedges. Mm-hmm. Um and then he had the slap butt there too. Yeah. But yeah, I think like you said, like it seemed like offensively no one stood out, but no one like mm, I guess we can talk about Kane Smith and Jake Bow. He's struggling. But I feel like overall the offense what I was leading to is no one's like having bad games right now. You know, again, going back to the strikeouts, only Six on the team. Kane's for the Jigba, the only one who had double, well, two strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like yesterday. No one had more than one strikeout yesterday, and I think even the day before. But uh regardless, like, yeah, everyone – no one's really hurting the team so much offensively. Um, But do we want to talk about Kane's for the Jigba? Yeah, and we can talk about him strikeout. a
1: little bit. We can talk about him a little bit. Um, <sighs> I guess when you say struggling, it's it's not really like – like he hasn't had – he hasn't had just like a terrible game since he had that one like four strikeout game. Yeah. But that was like over a week ago, I feel like. Um, but like this this past week he's getting some intermittent playing time. He's not doing anything like crazy good, but like I mean, he's got a hit in he had a hit in each of his last I guess two out of his last three starts he's he gets on base a lot he's gotten on base each of his last four starts um so it's not like he's he hasn't been awful but yeah you want to see more out of him especially if you're going to plug him into the fifth spot in the lineup like you that's a spot where like you gotta you gotta drive people in you know when you're when the opportunities are there he did have the RBI today but it was really more of a I mean he grounded out you know with with a runner on third so it just kind of happened um yeah i we definitely need to see more out of him I'd, i i kind of like to see him get a run of like consecutive starts though i think right. that's another thing too yeah. where he hasn't really been given back to back to back starts you know they're kind of they're they're giving him a start sitting him a day or two giving him a start sitting him a day or two and maybe that's just a thing where he's not getting getting the playing time that he needs to get heated up or get in the zone. But now nah, he um, i mean he's got to start performing because I think Sewinski is kind of passed him up at this point. If you're looking at like outfield pecking order and you know, the sample sizes and we're so earlier in the year right now, so that could change in a day. But right now when it comes to the outfield, yeah. Canaan Smith and Jago's probably your last option there right now. Um, so when you're the last option, That means you're the first option if you know someone's tearing it up in AAA and he's called up, or you know, they decide that you just haven't really been contributing, so you got to go down. So, yeah, he needs to start playing better for sure. Um, He he needs to show some power too. He had that power that he showed us during spring training, and we haven't seen it yet.
0: Yep. No, it's good. I mean, I said I wanted to bring it up. It's very uncharacteristic of him. You know, 45% strikeout rate. He's striking out a lot. He certainly mm-hmm. is, right? He's not getting a whole lot of contact. I mean, he's still drawing his walks, like you said. He does have some hits in the starts, but still, 154 batting average, um, and he's not getting like babyed. I mean, he has a three hundred eight baby up in that time, so he's just he's striking out way too much, obviously. But granted, like you said, the playing time's not consistent, and that's why I look at this too, like kind of like with Castro. Castro started off and like he wasn't looking good, but he was getting very inconsistent playing time. Cruz got injured. He's in there from day one and like had this run and he's playing, he's playing well. So it's not to say, you know, can't spit the jig, but can't, but like you're saying, he's getting very, very sporadic playing time. So I could mess with, you. he's not getting in any rhythm at all. Um, but yeah, so today again, like as <laughs> I'm sorry, wireless grapes is too funny to talk about. Wireless grape says, you know, he came back with some good at bats. I mean, there's been a few times he's been down like 0-2 or down the count. He does fight back and get the walk and such. But again, as far as hits go, he's really not making great contact, uh, as of yet, at least.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and you hit the nail on the head there. It's the strikeouts. That's the problem because, you know, 13% walk rate 308 Babbitt, but when he's putting the ball in play, he's getting hits, he's hitting it hard. It's just a matter of 14 strikeouts and 31 plate appearances. Dude's got a 45% strikeout rate. It's not going to work. Um, yeah, he, especially with the, his skill set, is he can't be striking out that much. Uh, so he's got to get that strikeout rate down. Uh, like it's got to be below twenty five percent. Like he needs he needs to cut down a lot um, in order for him to start being productive.
0: For sure. Um, and I guess just I mean we talked about Castro, and I still feel like I have to every time he continues his hit streak. So six straight games he's had a hit, eight straight games he's gotten on base. Like I have. Zero complaints, all excitement for Rodolfo Castro. I understand the glove is shaky, and thankful for Marcano today to make that play at second uh, to save <laughs> save some uh, some more at bats from the Cardinals going around. Because yeah, he had a, I mean he had a great defensive play at short mm-hmm. and didn't make the throw to second. That pretty Marcano was able to save it and you know stay on the bag to do so. But regardless, of offensively Castro still. I'm very, very intrigued. And today he goes one for four. Um, got a you know, pretty decent hit. Just one strikeout. So I'm like well, the I see out of him.
1: Yeah, so he, um, he has started at shortstop six times since O'Neill Cruz has been hurt. Yep. Uh, and he's played six times. He's gotten a hit in each of those six games. Uh, so he's riding that six-game hitting streak. He's... When Cruz went down, I think it was me and you on that post-game show, and we were like, all right, no one can replace Cruz, but like somebody needs to step up. Somebody has to step up and start producing who isn't right now. And Castro has done that. I mean, when when Cruz went down, Rodolfo Castro was hitting 176. He had a 263 on-base percentage. And he had a 235 slugging percentage. He had a 498 OPS. That was the day that Cruz got hurt. Um, and now you're looking at Rodolfo Castro hitting 333, on base percentage of 442, slugging percentage of 472. He's essentially doubled his OPS in this last week. He's doubled his on base percentage almost. Um, the, the guy has been tearing the cover off the ball ever since he's been slotted into that shortstop spot. Um, and so, like I said, he's he's taken the reins by the horn on this. Uh, I don't know if that's the phrase, reins by the no, bull by the, the bull horns. by the horn. He's taken the bull by the horns. <laughs>
0: Usually, and, that's uh, me, yeah. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and he's done really good. So, yeah, uh, that's a good point. I'm glad you said that. You did mention that how someone's got to step up, and he he definitely has been. So, uh, yeah, kudos to Rodolfo Castro. Again, my intrigue is way up there. I'm loving what I see from him so far. And then I guess to kind of wrap this up, I mean, Kutch and Reynolds, they're, they're good guys. They're good players. And again, just kind of unlucky for Kutch. He does go one for five today. Uh, but again, like no strikeouts, the guy's just hitting the ball very, very hard. I mean, I have nothing but excitement for Andrew McCutchen at this point in time. And Brian Reynolds, I know is slumping a little bit, but he's Brian Reynolds. So whatever, but he does go one for four today and does get a uh, RBI in doing so. Yeah, both Reynolds and McCutcheon hit the ball
1: hard today. Um, They both contributed to a couple of runs. So, yeah. Don't have anything bad to say about them today. Don't really have necessarily anything good to say about them today. They were fine.
0: Yep. (laughs) So, I guess with that said, that pretty much wraps up our postgame show today. Um, Pretty much. Anything outside of that you want to mention? Well, I guess just to put out there too, Hayes just—I know we're jokingly talking about Cutch getting you know robbed by Arenado, but what a fun series! Because I think on both sides, Hayes and Arenado to give it up for Arenado. I mean, you have to, as a fan of baseball. I know it's frustrating, but what a show they put defensively those two. Yeah, I mean, those are the two best third basemen in baseball, and you could
1: argue you could argue that they're the two best defensive players in baseball. Honestly, so. um and that's just like straight up like they're they those those may be the two best defensive players in baseball so yeah anytime they get together and I was listening to the radio before but you know they I feel like every Cardinals Pirates series like Hayes makes a really good play Arenado makes a really good play like it's like they they just kind of feed off each other and just kind of see who can who can do better um but no it's it's fun to watch really good defense and those two give it uh every time. And so when you see them both on the field in the same game, it's yeah, it's fun to watch. I like to sure. give Arnado some shit, but he's fun to. Watch. Oh, of course.
0: I mean, yeah. he's a cardinal. He's so car- going to have to in yeah. that sense, okay. but yeah. dude is so good defensively. Yep. All right. So we out of here then. I think we're out um
1: Pirates Rockies tomorrow in Colorado, uh Rich Hill against Kyle Freeland. So a couple of lefties, Castro bomb tomorrow at Coors. Uh,
0: So I was just going to say, too, not only that, but all the bad luck Kutch got this series. Is that going to turn around in Colorado now? Are we calling two bombs for Kutch? And then
1: also Connor Joe revenge game. There's a lot of storylines coming through. We got Connor Joe revenge game. We got Castro on fire heading into Coors against the lefty. I'm sensing some pirates offense maybe coming up. A hedge's double. Let's see. Let's see.
0: Maybe a hedge's (laughs) double. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get out of here on that note. Appreciate everyone for watching. As always, we'll see you later. Bye bye. See you guys.
1: Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go, Bucks.